It's six o'clock. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm and .sf. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. How does a joke workshop work? Well, a bunch of comics are going to get four-minute sets. A few of them are going to get comments for four minutes as well. There's microphones strewn about the room. Please use one of those when you're giving comments. Be real specific. Also, be nice. Uh, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice toasted brioche bun. Put the shit in the middle and tell them they did a good job. We got a lot of newbies. We got people from out of town. I'm super excited. Your first comedian, not new to us, just rad. And uh, you can see him this weekend at Neck of the Woods. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. Thank you. There's so many wires. All right. Uh, I'm really interested in learning about people's last names. I just think they give you a really interesting look into the professions of their ancestors. You know, when you see like a, a Michael Bookbinder or a Ryan Taylor or a John Lynch. Maybe not that one. Uh, my last name is Katsky, which comes from the Polish, Polish word kitschke, which means duck. So my ancestors were probably named for farming ducks. Or maybe it's for our corkscrew-shaped penises. I'm not sure which one it is. I've been learning a lot about ducks lately. Uh, I saw this documentary on depressed ducks. Uh, apparently when a duck gets really sad, it'll pluck out all its feathers. It's, it's, it's really tough to watch. Uh, and the ones that get really depressed will dip themselves in sweet and sour sauce, go to Chinatown, and hang themselves. <laughs> this uh, documentary, documentary went on to say that uh, uh, ducks are really aggressive. They have their spring-loaded dicks. Most cases of duck sex is actually unconsensual, and in a lot of cases, ducks will rape each other to death, which is why I get really confused when I'm at the park and I see how people respond when they hear someone yell, duck, you're covering your eyes, you're bending over. Who taught you to do that? The ducks? It's exactly what they want. Jesus, ducks are assholes. Uh, when I'm insulting someone through text and I call them a fucker, that's the typo. Because if you call someone a fucker, you're just saying it's someone who fucks. You call them a ducker, you're calling them a serial rapist with a weird dick. Uh, I'm, get <laughs> I'm, getting really, uh <laughs> I'm getting really annoyed with talking to people. I'm sure a lot of you have this issue. And it's only a couple of things I found are like recurring themes, so I figure if we talk about it, maybe we can make life less annoying for me, because that's what this is all about. Uh, like I was talking with someone at work, and they started this story uh, by saying, uh, this is a really funny story. You better be really fucking confident about that, all right? I spent three hours on this, and I don't feel confident on that. I missed something before that would have worked there, but we're going to keep going through it. Uh, I, what was the other one? Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was talking with someone and I was asking for their advice uh, and they were like, you know, it is what it is. Thank you, I had no idea. I didn't know it was what it was. I thought it was what it wasn't, but I don't even know what it is anymore. Honestly, I, whatever it is, I don't want it. Unless it's an it's it. Those things are delicious, I want one. Uh, or the, the other one is at the end of the day, I've been hearing that a lot, which kind of feels like they couldn't sell it is what it is anymore, so they just repackaged it. Uh, I, asked someone, uh, I asked someone for advice, and they told me, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And then their asshole uh, became a black hole and sucked everything in from the sheer nothingness of that sentence. 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, it just seems like something that isn't really helpful, unless, of course, the question I just asked you is, when is nighttime? That one's stupid as shit, but we're going to keep going. Um, yeah. I, uh, let's see, what else? I, I used to get bullied a lot, but it's fine, because I only get bullied for things that, I only got bullied for things that don't affect me anymore, you know? Like, I was bullied for being a short, chubby, annoying Jew who talked way too much and had puby-looking hair. But since then, I've gone taller. Uh, kid, yeah, kids at my school used to go Jew hunting, which, you know, even if you don't know what it is, you, you can kind of assume it's not great. They're not like, find the Jew! Let them sit at our table. Uh, Jew hunting is when you roll a coin down the hallway, and whoever gets it is the cheap old Jew. But the kids in my school would only roll pennies, so who's the cheap one? All right, I don't think I have time for anything else. Appreciate your time, guys. Joe Kotsky, everyone. Comments. That one doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, okay, it's ridiculous, which got a laugh out of me. Try a different, try a different microphone. That one doesn't seem to be working. Oh. There you go. Okay, so serial ducker line, it's ridiculous, like which got a laugh out of me, but like I, I don't I don't think anyone's gonna understand what that the connection there. Like is is that a serial ducker, like people with weird dicks? Like And then uh Ah, uh, fuck, I had another one. You know what? I'll come back to you. I I like all those weird duck penis yeah. jokes. Yeah. Like um and then the documentary was really Silly, and um, I liked that a lot too. And I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of duck punch." Like that first, it was maybe a minute and thirty seconds on ducks, and before you got into the duck and cover, um, with the other ducks, though, there you had so many punchlines, and that was great. And then you kind of meandered with the duck yeah. and cover thing, like it needs to get there more quickly. And I love the it's it. I that's a cute the play on words, and it's it's are fucking delicious. I, you should. <laughs> I'll give you an applause break for that. And the nothingness into the black hole thing, it worked so much better for you on Friday, and I don't know why, but I think it's... An it just really, as a one-line. It's such a really well-written joke, though, with the, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like, you could just stand there and look at people even for a while and just, like, milk that moment because it really is nothing. It's lovely. Um, and I enjoyed your used it as a closer this time, and usually use it as an opener. The whole fro, jufro, boobity boo. Into yeah, I'm taller. I forgot the rest of what I was gonna talk about. Well, but it's um, it works as an open. I was just noting that it opens. It works as an opener or a closer, and I liked it. I liked it either way. So it's it's really it's versatile. Uh, the as he was saying, like with the the ducking thing, it's like because you're alluding to texting when you accidentally. We yeah. try to put fuck. So if maybe you let in and let people in on it, you know, that it's like, oh, when I'm texting and I accidentally put ducking, it's like, wait, then you kind of take a step back and you're like, maybe ducking's actually worse than fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like with the it's it's thing, you can maybe even do like a like a rules of three. You could be like, it's it's or a whatchamacallit or like something else oh, that's just yeah. stupid, you know what I mean? And then just real quick before they even know it, they, they realize it by your, the time you're on to the next one, you know? And then just kind of let it breathe a little bit more and then I think you'd be good. When you talk about them throwing the penny on the ground and stuff, you could also say that they picked up the penny afterwards. <laughs> and they're the cheap one for picking up the penny. 
Clap your hands together, everybody. Josh Kotsky. That's how the joke workshop works. All right. Your next comedian we're not doing comments for. We're just going to be really supportive and listen, and it's going to be great, and we're going to have a good time listening to your next comedian, everybody. Ajay! Yay! How are you guys doing? You guys doing nice? I'm fucking exhausted. I didn't do anything today. I'm still very tired. So, whoever likes fucking ASMR, you're in for a treat. <laughs> this is going to be very, very essential. Um, I was thinking about uh, my parents recently because uh, I feel like as immigrant parents, they don't know a lot about like really elaborate pranks. I think pranks are a good thing. You guys think like pranks could be like, it's a way of showing somebody that you really understand them. You get them, right? Like ketchup under the toilet seat's a great prank, right? Because it combines like my favorite things in life condiments and shitting you know what i'm saying no nobody else i love that <laughs> i love that prank uh nobody else in middle school but did but whatever i i think pranks like like they can be they can be good but like i was thinking about the best prank to pull on my parents and I, I think it would be like if i got into indian culture really like really got into indian culture and i was like dude why are we even here we should just go back <laughs> just move the whole family back home you know, because, like, it'd be a great way to just step on their sacrifice. Uh, good old prank, you know what I'm saying? No, no? Not on board with fucking being immigration to my parents? Okay. We'll move on to something a little quieter. Um, shit, I, I did not want that to be the transition. I, uh, I was going to talk about how, like, my dad's kind of a quiet person, right? I don't think he started out quiet either, right? It'd be kind of weird if, like, a person... Like, if, like, imagine if the person that, like, made you came from, like, a conversation that went, like... Hey, like, hey, can I talk to you at the after your dance? Okay, I, you can grab coffee. Oh, no, that's stupid. I, like, you almost didn't go, get born because somebody was just a little bit too timid, you know? But uh, I think he got quieter over the years because, like, my brother and I, like, kept failing chemistry. And, like, anytime he had an opportunity to, like, scold us, we would distract him with some shit, right? Like, my, fr my brother, like, flunked chemistry. He's like, why are you failing chemistry? And then he immediately got laid off. So he's like, oh, shit, I can't deal with this. And then, like, I failed chemistry, and then immediately I got cancer. He's like, oh, fuck, I can't deal with this. Uh, yeah, my dad's a PhD in chemistry. I should have probably said that up, up top. I don't know. That's how the joke shop workshop works? No, okay. You guys all want to give me comments right now. I know you do. I didn't ask for... Okay, we'll just, <laughs> just move on. We'll move on. Um, I don't think I'm a very informed citizen. I don't know if you guys, like, ever have that thought. Like, like... It just feels hard to get informed about everything. Like, I don't know if you guys... Did we settle the debate on if we can pee in the shower? Did we do that? We all... Did, we settled it? I feel like... I like I feel really guilty anytime I do or do not pee in the shower. I can't read the crowd well enough to know if I should be doing that or not. Right? Because, like, I always thought that, like, people got angry because... Like, got angry at people peeing in the shower because, like... They never figured out the pee filter. And, like, all your shower water is recycled. So, like, if you don't... You know what I'm saying? Like you've just pee peeing on yourself? No. Okay. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an impression and then I will you will never see me ever again. Uh, <laughs> uh I've been working on this impression for a whole like six hours, so it's gonna be amazing. That's what that's what that's what the preface is. Uh so this is an impression of a reluctant Tibetan monk standing outside of a club. Okay. Reluctant Tibetan monk standing outside of a club. Anybody got a lighter? No? Oh shit, thank God. 
Yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's the kind of response I thought I was going to get for that anyway. You guys have been nice. Have a nice night. Give it up for a J. Be taken over on this for a second. A J, that was lovely. Did everybody get the homage to the Tibetan monk lighting themselves on fire? It's from it's from the Vietnam War. He's very astute. I mean, now that I know your dad was a PhD in chemistry, dear God. Smart people, these comedians. Your next comedian, what a lovely addition he is to the San Francisco area this summer. Put your hands together for Charlie Moore, yay! The debate is over peeing in the shower. I always thought the debate was just whether you run the water afterwards or not. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. Apologies in advance, I just wrote this shit today. But anyways, has anybody else here been skydiving before? Yeah, I shouldn't say anybody else. I've never been, but I came really close. Um, I bought a ticket to go skydiving, and I got 0.5 miles away from the airfield when I'm driving down this one-lane dirt road to get there, and I see in the rearview mirror an advertisement for a personal injury attorney. Now, I'm no economist, but I do know that advertisements cost money, and this road leads only to the skydiving place which means enough people have gotten hurt at this skydiving place and called the injury attorneys to make this advertisement worth putting up there. <laughs> so as soon as I saw that, I turned the fuck around. Um, but I feel like that advertisement itself is actually pretty irrelevant. Like, I don't think there's really like a spectrum of injuries associated with skydiving. I feel like either the parachute just works or it doesn't. There's one injury associated with skydiving, and that's death. <laughs> Yeah, so why would they have an injury attorney? And two, if you get hurt, like what injury is severe enough that you have a lawsuit and you get in the hospital or in the ambulance and you have a lawsuit on your hands, but also you're still mentally stable enough to look out of the ambulance window and see and, <laughs> and remember that when you get hurt to call Bert and Kurt? <laughs> I feel like they could have put a more fitting, better ad there. Like maybe an ad for a funeral home or like mental health counseling. <laughs> What would lead somebody to go up there? I also don't think I could jump. Like, I also don't think I could jump. Like, I'm somebody who goes to a swimming pool and spends five minutes just doing this before I finally convince myself to jump. Uh, I don't know. The only way I think I'd be able to jump is if there was a group of five dudes just yelling, do it, do it, because I am easily peer pressured. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was driving back, and I was thinking about some of the pros of skydiving that people told me. People were like, oh, the views are absolutely incredible. You ever had the window seat of a plane? Same view. <laughs> or they're like, oh, skydiving is such a freeing feeling. You feel so free. What is freeing about being taped to a 70 or a 45-year-old psychopath? Ooh, I skipped that joke. Never mind. <laughs> but even the name skydiving is scary. Sky die ving. <laughs> I did not think that would work. Thank you, guys. <laughs> skydiving. Like, I feel like skydiving is just a nicer name for saying that somebody jumped off a bridge. Like, oh, you hear what happened to Johnny? Yeah, man, he's in our heart and soul. He went skydiving. <laughs> uh, it was funny, too, when I was writing this today. I was, like, writing in the Sharpie, and I left this note on the table um, as I was writing it, and then I got 15 calls from my mom when she read a piece of paper that reads, Enough people hurt. Call Bert. Don't think I could jump. 
only way I'd jump. <laughs> Pros and cons, freeing, dying. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Oh, one more. Okay, actually, I wrote one more. Um, I took a trip to the south recently, and it kind of bucked my expectations of that trip because people always say that the south is a racist place and the south is messed up. I found that not to be the case, especially southern hospitality. People would go out of their way to offer me directions without me having to ask. It was so nice. Like one guy came up to me and he's like, hey, looks like you're in the wrong town. <laughs> or another guy said, hey, better get on the road over there. <laughs> it was so kind of them. That was super nice. All right, there we go. Thank you. Charlie Moore's mom is afraid. Uh, Colin Braun isn't here yet, nor is the one that was in the interim after. But Jared is, but I'm going to do my new jokes, and then we're going to put up Jared since the other two people aren't here. Okay, so I have five new jokes. And I never bring up my book, you know that, but I have to remember what they are first. So I live in the TL. You're from out of town. You know what the TL is? Tenderloin, there it is. TL is a very special place. And uh, today on my way here, I had to walk a tenderloin balance beam. And uh, it's just concrete sidewalk, but um, one side there was an enormous human shit, and on the other side there was a bloated dead rat, and I just had to like thread the needle <laughs> walking down Jones Street. Cool, that was just, that's just observational comedy. Oh, here we go. This is one of my favorite things, and I don't know if anybody else experiences this, probably not any of the men. You know when you go potty and you're the first person to go and it was blue, the water, and then you pee and it turns green? Isn't that satisfying? Like I'm the first person to use this immaculately clean toilet. None of you wash your toilets. This joke makes no sense. You have, you're like, I have no ability to relate to this joke because I've never stuck my hand in a toilet. <laughs> I'm sorry, this, is, this happened to me. I, wa I actually washed the toilet here on Sunday and I... And then I got to pee in it first. And I was like, ah, I feel so alive. Uh, okay. I am so lonely. I, <laughs> I have, well, I'm, I'm 47 years old. I'm so lonely. Okay, so I have two cats. And I realized that like of the 10,000 words I probably speak a day, at least a third of them are to my cats. And it isn't even in English. It's like, ooja booja, ooja bate baba, it's a bucket do baba, kitty baba. Is that right? Okay, that's how I talk to my cats. Oh, do you ever get so high that you understand Spanish on the bus? Does that ever happen to you? Like, um, I, I did the other day, and I was like, yes, uh, Gabriel is the devil sex god. I understood. I was like, yeah, Jesus is sleeping with that whore Mary. I was like, ¿Qué pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones y todos vienen. None of, see, you get it. If you understand Spanish, it's actually a really funny joke because I'm using, I say there's a party in my pants and everyone's coming, but I use the traditional verb to come like you're coming to a party, not like I'm coming in my pants. So it's like a clean Spanish. Anyways, if you have to explain it, if you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. Okay, thank you guys. Yay! Okay, those are my new jokes. Your uh, next comedian, I'm excited to bring him up. We're going to do comments, so everybody pay attention, take notes. It's Jared Senna. Yay! 
I lost my virginity, everybody! Thank you, thank you. Uh, it took me a while. I was a little scared to do what I did last weekend, but I finally built up the courage to drive down to Tijuana. But I'm not a virgin, right? Yeah. You know, it was crazy how it happened. Like, it wasn't planned at all. It's just, uh, at the end of the night, I forgot where my passport was, so I had to get past the guards at the border somehow. Okay, um, so, so I'm from San Diego. It's uh, hot as balls out there all the time. Uh, see, I'm actually white. I've just been barbecued Filipino. That usually hits, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was all right over there. Um, I was actually popular in high school in my youth. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, at first I wasn't because I was shy and awkward all the time, but then I got hit by a car in the school parking lot, and that's how everyone knew me. You know, at first I was mad that I got hit by a car, but that was the first time in my life that the girls in high school actually paid attention to me. So, like, I was mad that I got hit by a car, but I was even more mad that I recovered. I need sympathy points, guys. I get no bitches. All right, guys, I'm doing hate debate tomorrow, so I got, so I got some stuff I want to talk about. Uh, the topic is elections versus erections. I, being the mature person that I am, I chose elections. All right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... Okay, elections are better than erections, okay? You know, if I post a picture on my story of an I voted sticker, I'll seem progressive. If I post my erection on my story, I'll seem like a sex offender. All right, solid? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ajay. Help me write that. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, abortion's about to be banned, so elections important. We need to vote. All right. Wh what's all right? And like, what's the point of even having sex if you can't get pregnant and abort the fetus? All right. That. All right, I'll work on that. All right. <laughs> I don't even have sex anyways, all right? Like, who needs erections? At least, like, when I'm let down, when my preferred candidate loses, you know? I participated in something. You know, with, er <laughs> you know, with erections, now I gotta wait 12 hours before this Viagra wears off. <laughs> okay, let's see, what, I got a minute. Fuck, I need to write more. It's, it's Tate Debates tomorrow. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, uh, okay. All right. Uh, elections can be annoying because, you know, you get, you know, you get uh, text chains about vote for this candidate, uh, vote for this guy, participate in this town hall. You know what else? But you know what I don't like? You know what else I don't like getting texted? Dick pics. Uh, no. All right, that'll resonate with the ladies in the crowd. You like that one? Thanks. That's my time. Thank you, everybody. All right, time for comments. Anyone got some comments? All right. Uh, 
Uh, good luck. Good luck tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be fine. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't really have anything to say. I, but good luck tomorrow. But you'll, who are you debating against? Uh, Spencer. Oh Devine. my God. Oh, sweetheart. You know what though? You gotta have a gimmick. What is it? Elections versus erections. You've gotta have a dr an outfit, something. Spencer is a killer. He's just gonna stomp you into the ground. No offense. He is so good. At everything, and I don't. You've been to Hates Debates. You've seen him. Uh, Spencer is amazing. So I would. You gotta have a gimmick. Oh my God, wear like a big Uncle Sam hat or something. <laughs> you know, like a big, huge something, some weird outfit, like because you're gonna have to sell it hard. Yeah. I chose the harder part of the argument too. Yeah. You chose that. Yeah. No, 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 no. He chose erections, and oh. then I was forced to take the other one. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I think. Um, so you can play on how, like, you don't have a whole lot of sex and say, like, elections and your erections, they happen, like, the same amount of time, but only one helps the community. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I got faith in you, though, for sure. Thanks. That's that was actually good. pretty good. Uh, you want to take my place tomorrow? Nah, I'm good. Shit. Jared. Jared, when you said that abortion is about to get criminalized, did you say... So elections are more important than erections? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was going to say, um, uh, uh, I was going to say for the abortion thing, like you could say like, even if you, because either way you're still voting for something. You're voting with your penis uh, for the abortion so like yeah, you're like you're, it's it's still an election. Oh it's it's God. always an election. Like se sexual intercourse is an election. Yeah. yeah, you're just voting whether to keep the baby or not or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and then I I was talking to Ian and he had a great idea. He was like, you should you should come. <laughs> no, you, uh, but I no, it was just saying you should come to the debate with an erection, but don't do that. <laughs> All right. With a huge, you yeah, know what? At that actually would be super funny if you had like a dildo in your pants. If you would, I mean, that would be really funny, or a big sock or something like, and wore a big Uncle Sam hat. I, I just think that. All right. <laughs> uh, Charlie, do you have comments? You're, you seem to be yeah. chopping up the bit. Um, for your joke where you say I got barbecued from white to Filipino, I feel like if you chose a different race. Of like Asian, like Chinese or Korean or something like that, it might make a little more sense because like facial features and stuff. Personally, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> All right, gotcha. Yeah, and dog. Koreans do barbecue too. That's funny because Korean barbecue is a thing, right? Where you like barbecue your own meat isn't that's a Korean thing. And yeah. So if you said, um, the Tan, I, I got barbecued Korean. That works on multiple levels. Ding ding. Boy, you are Filipino, right? Yes. Yeah, that that makes sense. All right. Clap your hands together. Thank you, everybody. Jared Senna. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Just if you could just be a completely different person. That's an argument. You're you're lovely, Jared. Thank you for being here and thank you for helping out in my absence. That your next comedian. He runs a show first and third. Wednesdays down in South City at Hometown Heroes. He's also getting comments, so pay attention, take notes. Everybody, it's Wally Hippolito! Yay!
It's me, Jared Senna again. Y'all ready for another four minutes of this shit? Nah, nah. Happy May 18th, everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, so, uh, yeah, May 18th, bro. This is white Juneteenth over here. Jay, what are you talking about? Come on, man. Uh, what I want to talk about? Uh, I grew up in San Francisco, so I'm good at acting like I care about real issues. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, you know, people think the city is a progressive utopia when really it's like the Warner Brothers studio for activism. Huh? Okay. <laughs> it's a little thought-provoking, huh? Uh, I'm gonna keep going. You know, so many people were in the streets screaming out, you know, justice for George Floyd, but like the next day everyone was like, Brunch is open, you know. We'll put on some black squares on Instagram and call it a day here. You know, for two days, everybody was like, we're with Ukraine. Then the Warriors made the finals like, ah, they got it over there. They're fine. <laughs> okay. You know, the problem is, like, people want to feel like they need to say something when really, guys, like, it's okay to not give a shit, right? Like, for me, I don't care about white women's problems. Thank you. Oh. Thank you, I'm a prophet, you know? Like the other day, I'm walking down Mission, minding my own business, when a flock of these people just screamed out at me, you don't know oppression. Come on, guys, what are you talking about? Like, I'm a brown man in America, you know? I, I am oppression personified, right? Like, unshaved armpit hair and reading opinion pieces don't mean you're oppressed. Like, bitch, you just go to city college. Like, it's not my fault your white card isn't accepted everywhere you want to be. You know, blame your forefathers for that, not me while I'm eating fruits on the corner of Valencia. Thank you. Uh, what else am I? Uh, you know, I'm getting older. I'm, I'm 31 this year. Um, I don't feel old, but I know I'm getting older because my Asian squad is getting a little deeper. You know, I don't know if y'all know this, like, the lower the squat, the older the Asian. You know, you're, it's because, you know, you're, as you get lower, you're, you're, your hopes and dreams deteriorate with your knee cartilage. That's what happens. Like, it's the only way to tell how old an Asian really is. Like, once you see their ass in grass, that means they're old, old, like ready to turn to Mr. Miyagi old. Like, and if you see an old Filipino woman right on the floor doing an Asian squat on the ground, like, she's ready for thick glasses and miscolored red hair. That's a Filipino joke for Jared's cousins. Thank you, thank you. Uh, what else? You know, another sign I'm getting old is I have glasses for every situation. You know, I have sunglasses, driving glasses. I have it for every. I even have it for. I even. I even have glasses for fucking. Thank you. It's uh. You know, when I put it on, I have like. You know, it's like Viagra for me. You know, I get pent up every time. I definitely need comments on that one. Because I'm talking about my dick when I'm 15. Uh, okay, last one. Uh, guys, I'm tired of immigrants stealing jobs from hardworking Americans. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you, Devontre. You know, I mean, really, like, when is somebody going to take the role of Thor away from Chris Hemsworth? You know, buy American, hire American, am I right? Like, foreign, that foreign fuck has been taking jobs from MCU for like 10 years now, you know? Like, I want to play the God of Thunder. I can do it, right? You know, and instead of, you know, this Brit Paul Bettany, why don't you get Denzel to play Vishon? You know, exactly. you know, you know, 
Imagine him in in his role, like in uh, training days. Like, oh where, oh where did my little Iron Man go? Oh where, oh where could he be? And he's like, you know, I'm surgical with this Infinity Stone Iron Man. How you want it, dog? Remember the dude in the wheelchair? How you think he got there? All right, y'all. That's my time. I'm Wally Hippolito. Wally Hippolito, everyone. Oh my God, with the glasses. They're called beer goggles. <laughs> beer goggles it's like an old trope that we all know from back in the day yeah. those are the glasses you put on to fuck ugly people they're called beer <laughs> goggles <laughs> I think that's the only microphone that doesn't work oh, yeah, that's yeah. no no it's okay you can stay there Jerry the little itty bitty yeah. one does I want to be heard by the broad the people listening anyways um, what's up little cousin yeah so the Warner Brothers joke I didn't really get could you elaborate on that like, uh, it's a Warner Brothers studio. I guess that's a very like LA thing to say, honestly. It's a studio, and like my whole thing is like it's like the activism here is fake now. Mm. I guess I have to, I gotta elaborate on that. Yeah, a bit. yeah. Uh, I I didn't re- really get that, but the Asian squat thing. I think I, I I got that. Well, I mean because because I do that. Like it's this little thing where you like, y- yeah, like you, this, right? You gotta do the act out. It's, yeah. it's a shame that. if yeah. you don't act out. Okay. Either, Cause you can have a big squat or a little squat depending on, Yeah, I was, you can play. I was asking people about that and they said like, not a lot of people know the Asian squat. So you think act out instead of like explaining it would like, would hit better? Yeah. yeah. But sure. we've seen it. I mean, it's like, it's the guy squatting there looking, he's right at crotch level too. It's, uh, it's always Like if fun. you go behind a Chinese restaurant guys, you'll know what an Asian squat is, you know? <laughs> Yeah, with the, I just thought of, but with the Asian squat, like, because you said the different levels, you were like, when you're at this level, you're this kind of Asian. When you're at this, so I think you should be like, when you're this low, you know, you're still young, you still got like hopes and dreams, and then you go all the way to like whatever you said about the grass. Yeah. yeah. And then okay, I like when you, I like when you said like, uh, everybody cared about Ukraine until the wars, and they're like, ah, they'll figure it out. I just like the way you said it. I don't maybe you want to listen back to it. Just the way you said it, you're like, nah, they'll figure it out. I yeah, liked yeah. a lot. And then for the part when. The white women said, what did they say to you? You don't know oppression? Yeah. What's like the, did that actually happen or did you make that up? No, that did happen. So what's like the context for like why they said that? That's the thing. I was, that's a real story. That's why it's kind of hard for me because like I was literally walking down Uh the street and it was like four or five of them on the corner and just screamed at me. You don't know oppression. I'm just like, you know what? That's why I'm like trying to make it up. I think, I mean... I guess it'd be the inverse now. So you kind of can like make up a story just to like build because con- for me, I was like, you think it was too quick. Yeah. It was just kind of like, well, that's kind of like a crazy thing to say. Like when you're yeah. just like on the sidewalk. So just like building more context to there and then you can build that up and then it'll be better with the punchline of like, yeah, what you know, shaving your armpits. Okay. What are the Filipino problems? You had, you only mentioned two white women problems, which were having to shave your armpits and, I, I used to say, or I had this before, like, our, I guess our, our biggest problem is everybody thinks we're Mexican. Okay. And then, uh, you know. Um, that's been, that's, been that's done. a common thing. Yeah, it's a common but thing. But think and about, like, think about your own personal oppression and, and when that's, when you felt that and like, and p- pick something out of when you've been like, someone's been mean to you because of your mustache or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> there it is. Pam at Mutiny Radio said, no. okay, for sure, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, your mustache sucks. 
Um, are you the one with the joke about the yellow and, and blue colors at the top of Salesforce Tower? No. Which Dan? Oh, my bad. Okay. Just steal he, that. Steal it from him. And yeah. that way, like, the, your joke about Ukraine versus the Warriors will have continuity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Continuity always helps. Yeah. Joke stealing. Love it. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Clap your hands. Oh, one more, one more comment from Devontae. I really liked your uh, your uh, oppression theatrics joke. I, I fuck with that one. I um I think like the, when the white women say that you don't know oppression, like it's, it's crazy. I I've gotten some shit like that too. Yeah. So if you can't think of anything, what I do is just agree with them. Just like <laughs> be like, oh, I couldn't think of any time I was oppressed. So maybe they are right. Maybe their plights are way worse than anything I could imagine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You're also the same height, maybe. Uh, maybe there's like a thing you can be like I've been a pro- I've been- anyway, I don't yeah know. like I haven't been allowed on rides and things like that <laughs> okay yeah for sure <laughs> clap your hands together everybody right. for Wally Apolita thanks everybody Woo-hoo. just so everybody knows in the fills we're listening to Sunk Sunk Q it's a local band they're amazing love them alright your next comedian we're not doing comments we're just having him do four minutes clap your hands together everybody for Brady Pearson oh my god hello everybody so let's talk about erections for a second now I would much rather have an erection than an erection because at least then I know who's fucking me you're welcome I thought you could use something, but um, <laughs> sorry. We don't coddle here at Joke Workshop. Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely rather have a big dick in my face and know what I'm getting any time of day. Does anybody else like to have a big dick in their face? Anybody else? Well, I know, I mean, obviously, Ian. Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Cocksuckers? Yeah, you, okay. Is there, does anybody have any problem with cocksucking? Does anybody? Any guys like, no, because I've never heard a guy with his eyes closed that goes, please stop sucking my dick. You, is it too true? Is it, you've heard it, you've never heard it, right? No. Okay. Well, of course not you. I mean, you're probably pretty good at it. Who would tell you no? I mean, obviously, right? Yeah, I just turned 52. Very exciting, right? Look at this. Um. I've been cu- sucking cock for so long. It's amazing. I've been sucking cock so, sucking cock so long. The first app I used was Pestle. There's no, no Pestle, like Border and Pestle, Beyond Grinder. Okay. Maybe I should just use the wheel or the mill. I don't know. I have been sucking dick so long that I have probably swallowed some of your siblings. You're welcome. And your dad was great. It was, right? Well, I don't know about you. Well, he was okay. He was okay, Jared. I want to say he was great. I mean, look at his son. Um, <laughs> sorry. And I've been sucking cock for so long that it begs me the existential question, right? How many miles of cock have I sucked, right? Do you ever, do you ever think about this? Like, you will now, right? Okay, so work with me here. So the average cock is what? Six inches? Being generous, especially in this room. Okay, one up, one down, that's a foot. There's like 5,480 feet in a mile. 
and then I kept doing the math, and I think 108,000 feet. That's 26 miles, which explains my last weekend. It's not easy being such a fantastic cocksucker, you know. It's Some people say that it's easy. I know I make it look easy, certainly. And um, I was thinking, maybe, what if we ever had something like a cock-sucking Olympics, right? You could have, like the Fag Olympics, you could have, um, let's see, oh, you could have synchronized fisting. <laughs> I came this close, but I choked. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was also wondering, like, does anybody here know what a snowball is? Do you? A snowball relay? Okay, and we're not talking Winter Olympics here, people. Okay, so a snowball is you have to go to the source, right? You gotta fill your, you gotta f get a total, f you gotta fill that up, right? Thank you. And then you just pass it around like me this last weekend. <sighs> I feel so close to you now. And, um,. I want to share with you one of my last little bit of fantasies of like when I might have been on Broadway. And so I wrote a little song for y'all and it's called Little Orphan Fanny. And it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom, tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brady Pearson. Brady Pearson, everyone! Yay! Little Orphan Fanny, I can't wait to see it on Broadway. That's gonna be amazing. I'm super excited for your next comedian. He's also another one of my favorite people in the world and in the Bay, and so funny and wonderful. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands, yay! Thank you. What's going on, everybody? How are we? Put the chit-chat, okay? Papa's on the mic, let's hit it. Any football fans here? Any, any football fans? Yeah, you guys been following that Deshaun Watson? You know about him? If you don't know who Deshaun Watson is, he's this NFL quarterback, and he was excommunicated from the NFL for 22 counts of sexual misconduct. 22 counts, and he was innocent on all charges. But we all know that he did it, right? 22 counts of sexual misconduct. You know what they say, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me 22 times, you're a felon. I think that's how it goes. But he did it. He definitely did it. But, you, the, you know, the NFL's sus, you know, so they're going to do some weird-ass shit. But I just, I just can't help but think about, like, what it's like to be friends with a guy who was innocent of 22 counts of sexual misconduct. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to, like, let him babysit your daughter after that, you know? <laughs> like, let's say, let's say he's innocent. 22 counts. 
22 women step forward. I wouldn't trust anything that guy says ever. If you were like living with him and you guys were like watching TV and you'd be like, where's the remote? Deshaun, are you sitting on it? He's like, no, and you, you would know that he'd be sitting on it. You know? Like, get the fuck up. Don't trust anything you say. 22 count. That's just, that's a big number, too. It's a very big number. Just, I don't know. To, to put it in perspective, it'd be like if you were like, <laughs> if you were like hooking up with someone and you were like, hey, uh, I heard that you had sex with 22 dudes and they all had gonorrhea. Are you sure you don't also have gonorrhea? And she's like, I think that's just a coincidence. Um, an impartial doctor ruled. <laughs> that I don't have gonorrhea. I never got tested, but you can trust me, you know? That's not really that good. Okay. I have uh, been, uh, uh, representation is a good thing, everybody. Representation is good. Sometimes I feel like it's a little forced and a little misplaced in some places. Like, I, I don't know if the wheelchair community is celebrating how many cartoons there are of them in high school textbooks, you know? I feel like there were so many when I was in high school. I, you, did you, do you relate to this? All right, killing the joke. If you didn't get it, then I don't want to say it anymore. Okay, cool, this is fun, huh, guys? No, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I'm bombing, focus, Ian. Okay, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, it's like a, it's like a really forced kind of representation in, in, in places that are really unnecessary. I feel like, you know they're having a wheelchair emoji? They're coming out with a wheelchair emoji. Thank God, right, guys? That's really what we needed as a country. I don't know. Moving on. I, uh, my, I, had, I had a great aunt recently. She just got scammed by one of those Nigerian um, scam emails. Um, I w that was fucked up. That was honestly fucked up. She, she lost $1,500 from this scam email, which is a lot of money. And my initial response was like, this bitch has been sending me $10 checks my entire life. <laughs> she said $1,500 to an unknown Nigerian prince. Should have been boosting my fucking numbers. I didn't even feel sorry for her. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, that's all I wanted to connect. Can I, can I uh, give my time back and get comments, Pam? Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yay, Ian. I mean, you heard us laughing, so I think that that's feedback right there. That grandma, that grandma joke is fire. I just, uh, do other people have nice things they want to say to Ian or... They had uh, a you need to work on those jokes. So anybody, anything helps. Uh, the Deshaun Watson one, I would like to beef up. The, the 22 stuff at the beginning works, just the, the, the gonorrhea thing with the girl. Yeah, that part just work. doesn't really work. Well, because you're not talking about yourself. You're talking about some random girl. Eh. Like, if you could somehow be like... Like, if I was the one that had like gonorrhea? Like, if you were the... If oh, okay. Somehow, if you were like, I don't know, I, I didn't get tested. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. If you can maybe uh, link the like the 22 cases to like something on his stat sheet, you know, like he didn't even have that many this, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you could that would just add it, like punch it up that extra level, you right, know? Right, yeah, yeah. He should have been in the weight room instead of doing that yeah, stuff. That was like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I wanted to do kind of a bunch of examples, so I'll probably, yeah, I'll add that one. Yeah, silly food thing. Yogurt's always fun. Did you eat my yo play? Yeah. <laughs> Noosa's the new one that's expensive and delicious. Okay. Um, hey, everybody, right, clap yeah, your hands yeah. together for Ian Langlands. Yay! 
uh, that Noosa yogurt originally came from from New Zealand or Australia or some shit, but now they make it here and it's not as good. It's not as good as it was. Uh, your next comedian, uh, we're switching the list. We're just going to flippy flop them because one of them is on their way. But right next, right now, we're not giving him comments, but pay attention and be nice. It's Kyle Morrissey. Yay! Thank you. Um, I watched uh, 10 Things I Hate About You again over the weekend. I haven't seen that in a while. It's a good movie. A lot of people say uh, the Joker is Heath Ledger's best role, but I, I like him in 10 Things That I Hate About You because he didn't die. Uh, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's more impressive, you know, when they, when they don't die. Uh, it was like, did you see how amazing he was as the Joker? Like, did you see him as Patrick Verona? He lived through it. He, he, actually, sur- he actually survived that one. Plus, they had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie, too. So you're like, oh, so you're just planning on needing another Heath Ledger. Like, this is very suspicious. Um, but at the end of the movie, they show bloopers. It's funny watching bloopers. Felt very nostalgic. Bloopers feel like such a 90s thing. I feel like every movie in the 90s had bloopers. Even the Pixar animated ones, which is kind of weird if you think about it, because they just made them make mistakes like that was on purpose that's a weird that i remember watching bugs life and being like oh my god the bug swallowed another bug i just totally fell for it and imagine going having that job and going home honey what'd you do at work today uh i made a ladybug commit errors Uh, (laughs) that was that was what i did you couldn't have bloopers now because I feel like in the last five years we've all learned how messed up Hollywood really is. Like it would, it, it you'd have to honestly just be, it w- you couldn't have fun bloopers. Like you would just need to be more transparent about what went wrong on stage, you know, or on set. Rolling, all right, Alec, the gun is not loaded. Here you go. Here you go. Where do I point this thing? What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> that That would be a terrible blooper. That would make a pretty good jackass prank. That would be a, yo, I'm Bam Margera, and this is Alec Baldwin has a gun. <laughs> uh, I think it's funny people uh, like to think they're smarter than those who believe in astrology. Because they'll, they'll, they'll say things like, uh, I could never date her. Uh, you know, she believes in astrology. But that's so typical for an ENFJ. <laughs> That's a Myers-Briggs joke. <laughs> uh, I had one other thing, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I do know, but... Uh, oh. I mean... No, I, I don't. I really don't. I have nothing. Um, oh, right. Um, weed makes me paranoid. Which is, which is why I only smoked it, like, every day for four years. Uh, <laughs> eventually, I was like, you know what? I don't think this is working. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Kyle Morrissey, keeping it tight and fresh. Didn't even honk you. You only did three. Well, thank you for giving your time back to the room. That was really generous of you. Um, have we had a Dreyer Myers sighting? Or uh, I don't see her. Let's move along and we'll come back to her. Um, hey, it's such a sunny day and he's wearing such a cute little hat. Um, put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay! <laughs> Thanks. That was sweet. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Um, they made a Gandhi movie in the 90s. Do you guys know about that? Do you know about that, sir? No? Okay. They didn't do a good job marketing it then. Um, 
Yeah, they made a Gandhi movie in the 90s, and um, it starred Ben Kingsley, who's like half Indian, which is enough. You know, like that's that's all we need. Um, and I'm glad they made in the 90s because there aren't a lot of in, like Indian actors who could pull off Gandhi today. You know, like Dev Patel is too hot. And I'm not ready for Aziz Ansari to be Gandhi. You know, that seems like a bit much. Um, like that'd be like getting like Tyler Perry to be Malcolm X. You know what I mean? It would not be fun. I, I'd be okay if they got Daniel Day-Lewis. To play Gandhi, you know, like I would, I would, I would be okay with the brown face. Like, he he's talented enough to get through it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I want kids. I really don't because a space to me is really important in relationships, and adults get that. But I can't go to like a two year old and be like, "Look, I know you shit your diaper, but a Saturday nights are for the boys. Like, this is me time." Speaking of kids, abortions kind of trending right now. You know. Yeah, um, I, look, if they are going to get rid of abortion, I think they should also get rid of child labor laws. Like, if they're going to force a woman to have this kid, she should be able to get her money's worth. You know what I mean? Like, put that kid in the factory. Okay, no, just me? That's fine. That was weird. I hate kids. Um, what am I, I need to be more direct with people. I've realized that because uh, my roommate, he's been taking up too much space in the fridge. And I can tell him that to his face. So I told him, that's a lot of food for one person. And now he has an eating disorder. So that's, it worked. I mean, okay. Let's let's lighten things up. I'm going to talk about my favorite Christmas movie. Um, it's this 2001 Tim Allen movie called Christmas with the Cranks. And if you don't know what this movie is, it's this movie where Tim Allen and his wife decide to go on a cruise and celebrating Christmas. And their entire neighborhood finds out and gangs up on them and forces them to celebrate Christmas anyway. And the reason why that's my favorite Christmas movie is because it's also my favorite horror movie. Because as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the idea of my entire neighborhood gang up on me and forcing me to celebrate Christmas anyway is fucking horrifying, you know? Like, if they put Tim Allen in brownface and call that movie Christmas with the cons, you know, that would... That would be my get out, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be very, it'd be cool. I, I think I do enough drugs, you know, just enough. Like, I, I put the limit where, like, I'm only going to do drugs that I can do socially, you know? Like, nobody does crack casually, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's, nobody does heroin as a hobby. Like, nobody does fentanyl in their free time. Like, that's not what's happening. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm poetic. I, I think that's all I have. Goodbye, guys. Newman Jake, everyone. He's so brave. He's doing Christmas jokes in June. That is just so cute. No, I really liked that alliteration on the end. I thought that was very clever. Uh, all right. Your next comedian. So excited that she's here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Drea Myers. Fuck, dude, a fucking Tesla just knocked my side mirror off as I was driving here. Isn't that fucked up? I tried to drive by Atlas, and a Tesla got hella close to me. My whole mirror came off, and I was like, oh, I'll just duct tape it really quick before this mic. And then I tried to roll up my window, and I was like, oh, fuck, I can't roll up my window now. Thank you. That's my life. Uh, <laughs> what's up? What's good? I am in heat. Yes, I am. 
<laughs> I'm in heat, bitch. I'm at that age, dude. Like, every time I see a baby in public, it's like seeing a brand new Maserati. I'm like, whoa, it looks cool. Should I get one? Fuck it. You know? Let's just go into debt and get one. Who gives a shit? This dude's looking at my vagina. It's great. The dude in the back. Love it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> It's like impulse buying, but impulse breeding. You know what I mean? I'm just like, fuck it. Let's just have a baby real quick. Who gives a shit? Let's do it. Just take one home. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have a father, though, just because, like, I know my type, and I don't want to give my kids a loser for a father. <laughs> I just realized I said I'm not going to have a father. I meant to say I'm not going to have kids. Did I say father twice? I'm pretty sure I did. Did I, Wally? You weren't listening, bitch. Um... <laughs> You are not listening. I don't know. If a, if a dude's not calling you back right now, he's not going to call your kid back in 10 years. You know what I mean? You got to be honest with yourself about where you're at in life. If only my mom had made that same decision. Maybe I would have a 401k right now. Who knows? I'd be successful in life. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it just touched me in my heart a little bit. Uh, I am a retired side chick. Thank you so much. Thank you. I used to be a side chick. Dude, I was. Could you tell by these thighs, sir, or no? Um, <laughs> I used to be a side chick, you guys. Uh, I wasn't a side chick on purpose. I didn't, like, go after somebody's dude. That's not what happened. I was hooking up with this dude for eight years of my life. Eight fucking years. And when I met him, he was single. But then he kept getting girlfriends. So we go from like single to in a relationship to single to in a relationship to single to in a relationship. So at some points I was a side chick, but I was the only one there for the entire eight years. So clearly I was the main bitch, all right? Like they weren't, so I was a side chick in them. They were main chicking me. Feel me? It's the same titles, but positioning's a little bit different. Um, I finally decided to stop because he got married, so. It was my decision. I decided to stop. Uh, I was like, I guess he's serious about this one. So <laughs> maybe we should just call it quits. That and it got too crazy. Like she would text me from his phone and be like, stay away from my husband. And I'm like, I've been here eight years, bitch. You just got here. The fuck you mean? Like you have a judge's signature. I know his sketchy friend, Pedro. <laughs> if you have not met Pedro yet, give us some time, bitch. <laughs> Relax a little bit, you know? I don't know. I'm sick of these wives not paying respects to the hoes that came before them. <laughs> like, I'm a reason that dude's a husband now, dude. <laughs> like, I did eight years of in-home training with that piece of shit, you know? Like, she may have adopted him from the breeder and took him home, but I'm the reason he knows how to sit. So, you're welcome, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Being a side chick is all about power games. Like, I remember one time he was like, are you going to freak out if I bring my girl to your show? Like, where I'm performing? I was like, I don't know. Are you going to freak out if I tell her I sucked your dick last night? You tell me, bitch. All right. Thank you so much. Clap it up. Drea Myers, everyone. Hooray. Ah, uh, I'm so lonely. <laughs> Uh, yay, your next comedian. Oh, we're giving comments, so take notes and pay attention. Um, they're actually going to be on a showcase this Saturday at Atlas. 
And I'm excited to bring them up right now. Put your hands together for Devontre Coleman. Yay! What's up with y'all? It's the urban block. If they did interviews, like if they brought back slavery via phone interviews, Dre, I'm sorry. You'd be in the field with me. I, uh, I wasn't trying to look at your lady bits. We just got the same hips. <laughs> I, um, I climbed the fence the other day. When was the last time you climbed the fence? White people don't be climbing fences. <laughs> so, like, when you climb a chain link fence, the little, uh, I found that there was chain links the other day. Little diamond pieces, they're like footrests. You can usually climb it like a ladder. They have changed fence technology. I was climbing this fence. I got on the chain link. I had my hands on it and it started wobbling. Now I'm in front of all the homies. I can't get down and be like, nah, man, we just trapped. So I committed. I climb up on this wobbly fence. I get to the top and I'm tired. So I lay down on top of the fence. Now, I don't know how I'm going to get down because my knees are not as strong as they used to be. So I roll over and I land on all fours like a cat. Everybody see it, the homies laughing. Now I have this thing. I think it is better to die doing something simple than to get hurt. So I played dead, they had to call the ambulance. <laughs> Legitimately, like, if I hop into the shower and I tear my ACL, the homies gonna make fun of me. But if I hit my head and die, Damn, that shit sucks. Y'all like the Purge movies? I do not. <laughs> so like, the Purge movies are about random people killing other random people just cause it's legal. That's what they went straight to. If I was the director of the Purge, it would be a mockumentary. It would be niggas doing shit that white people already get away with. Like jaywalking. Tax fraud. If I was in the purge, I have no desire to kill people. So I would just like hack into some school and give myself a degree so I can get a better job. I um, my name is Devontre. Uh, my mother gave me this name because she didn't want my name to look good on resumes. She wanted to be as difficult as possible for me to get a job. Devontre is a very black name. All my brothers and sisters got very black names. I got a sister named Drea, honestly. But my sister, she has a son and she's trying to break this curse. My sister has named her son Frederick. You ever met a toddler named Frederick? <laughs> we gotta stop giving these kids these grown man names. These names like Frederick, Williams, Edward, these names are like an American knighthood. These are names you earn at 30 for being the master of something. I got an uncle named Frederick, Master Griller. He can only make hamburgers and hot dogs, but they're the best hamburgers and hot dogs I've ever had. Now, when I get a text message in the group chat that says, yo, you wanna go hang out with Frederick? I don't know if I'm gonna eat good or watch a three-year-old do 360 spins for four hours. That's my time. Devontre, everyone. Uh, comments, the microphones are... <laughs> All open and uh, comments. 
Looks like Wally's going up. From one black man to another. Dang, that was playing. <laughs> that was playing. Uh, nah, I, I, I fuck with your flow, Devontae. It's good. Uh, I think God got one for the climbing fence bit. I like the end, but I think you could say, like, I would rather be put on a shirt than to get injured and then clowned on for nine months because that's how you get fucked up nicknames. Is Yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'm, I understand the chain link thing until you get to the part where you say you kind of lay down on it and it's, cause it, is it that it's so floppy that it's almost like a hammock and oh. you're laying on the top of it or were you on the top of it like straddling, you're straddling on either side and yeah. you don't know how you're going to get down. Okay. Cause it's like you said, you laid down and I've heard you say that twice and I'm like, I can't. For some reason, it takes me out of the picture in my mind. Like, I'm with you when you're climbing up, and I'm with you when it's waving. And then when you say you lay down, I'm like, I've lost the image. Straddle, yeah. Uh, so uh, you, you, you asked the nice uh, white lady here, if she ever climbed, when's the last time she climbed a fence? Uh, have you ever done that? And then they say, oh, just a couple weeks ago. But then it kind of fucks up your whole punchline right there, right? So instead, just just... Just say it instead of asking them, you know? Because then you're giving them a chance to let you down and then you lose the crowd. Just be like, see, white people don't climb fences. You know what I mean? It's all, but see, me, they change fence technology. You know, something like that, you know? Don't give them a chance to fuck you up, you know? <laughs> Any other comments? Jason King has a comment. Oh, that's the only one that doesn't that work. doesn't work. That, yeah, every, all the other ones were. I'm sorry, that one doesn't work today. I don't why I need to uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take it down right now. Only thing I was gonna say, um, Frederick is something you learn when you're the master of something, and then you like went to your uncle, and then you can kind of come back to the baby and be like, he's only the master of X. Mm. I think that's another way to take that joke. <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody, for Devontre! Yay! <laughs> All right, uh, here we go, moving right along. Your next comedian, oh, oh, he just walked in, and um, I'm excited to see you. Hi, I didn't really even get to say hello, but you waved. There you are. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Nick Scarpino. Hooray! Hey, thank you very much, Pam. How you doing, everyone? Good? Feeling good? What up, Dre? Okay, cool. Uh, he was not that tall. I don't know why he put this mic that tall. He's like my height. Okay, a couple things. Uh, let's see. What do I got today? I'm a big fan of Marvel movies. Clap your hands if you like those Marvel movies. Right on. Cool. I think it's cool. I think I think it's awesome that Disney like and Marvel make a concerted effort to like represent underrepresented like you know cultures and ethnicities. Right. I think that's awesome. Right. But I think there's one group of uh, minorities that we can all agree uh, we're, we're glad are not a part of the Avengers and that is Italian Americans <laughs> right because I think that they uh, I think if there was an Italian American Avenger I think he'd get along okay with Ant-Man but I don't know that he'd get along so well uh, with Black Widow and Black Panther I think that would I don't want I, I don't know about you guys but I don't want to suffer the indignity of seeing Captain Gabagool get cancelled you know what I mean <laughs> okay we'll work on that one <laughs> Thanks for the pity laugh, Jason. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Um, 
I loaned my friend uh, $200, and then his mom died. How long <laughs> do I have to wait before I ask for that $200 back? I mean, like, week? Two weeks? Okay. She's like, don't ask for it back. Uh, oof, parenting these days, man. I think parenting these days is really hard. Is anyone a parent out there? No, you guys are all too young to be a parent right now. How old are you? 15, 16? Yeah. Cool. Same difference. Same difference. <laughs> Pam will tell you. Uh, I think parents have it hard, though, man, because you can't get away with shit, right? There's all, every day you see a BuzzFeed article. It's like 10 parents the internet fucking hates because they agree with the kids or whatever. But back when I was a kid, man, my mom used to pull some crazy shit. We couldn't tell anyone because we didn't have the internet, right? Like, I swear to God, we used to have a cat. And one day I was like, what happened to the cat? My mom's like, oh, the cat? Oh, that's an outdoor cat now. She just put the cat outside. And uh, we had a cable guy come one time. And he was like, do you guys have a cat? And we're like, no, we don't have a cat. He's like, oh, because I put the satellite dish up on the roof. And there's a lot of uh, dead bird carcasses up there. And it's crazy because we just got a dog. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> the dog's not going to be able to get up to the roof <laughs> to feed itself. Crazy. I was going to rat her out, but I didn't want to become an outdoor kid. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. We're moving right along. Uh, I'm married. Any other married people out there? Cool. Right on. You're not married. You're 15 like she is. <laughs> you guys are in the same primary school. Um it's crazy though, man. I don't remember getting married. Married uh, marriage comes on a lot like cancer comes on, right? You never see it coming. One day you're just fine, and the next day you're like, ah, man, I don't feel so well. And someone just screams, "That's because you haven't done the dishes yet." <laughs> wow. <laughs> you look cool smoking out there. I kind of wish I was you right now. I'm bombing so hard. All right. Um, I did Adderall for the first time the other day. Yeah, there it is. I was a little disappointed, though, when I found out what Adderall really is. Do you guys know what Adderall really is? It's awesome. That's what it really is. I did that joke the other day. That's like my opener. Everyone's heard it before. But I did it the other day, and uh, I said, do you guys know what Adderall really is? And this lady screamed out, college. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, that's, a better, that's a better hook to that joke. Hey, guys, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Nick Scarpino, everyone. Hooray. Oh my gosh, you look so cool. I just, I want you to start walking around saying that you're like just an off-duty MMA fighter. I uh, really, I really need that. Uh, it's I not need as to cool as all that, unfortunately. Yay. Thanks, Dre. Have a good night. Thanks, Tammy. At everyone else's mics. Um, yay. So here we are, and we still have comedians on the list. The next one hasn't made it yet, but um, the, the one after that is there. She has a show coming up this Wednesday, June 1st here. And it's about Marilyn Monroe, and there's going to be comedians, and it's going to be amazing. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Emily Tao! Yay! Thank you. Thank you all. Um, yes, I'm doing this show on Wednesday. Every, every year uh, when Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Monroe's birthday is on, uh, on June 1st, she would have been 96 this year. And every year I want to do something for her, but I uh, there's always excuses. So I'm finally doing it. I'm so happy to finally be doing it. I'm, I'm um, talking about talking about some pretty hard topics that um, that um, I uh, am ha I've been uh, struggling with this topic for years to make it you know funny, obviously. But um, but um, you know we're 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 starting. We have to start somewhere. Um, so I'd like to tell you all, I did it. I did it, y'all. I, I made it to 37, 37. Thank you, thank you. 
thank you. Uh, Auntie Marilyn only made it to 36. Um, I honestly didn't think I'd make it this long. Uh, I'd like to congratulate myself for being here. I'd like to congratula congratulate you all for being here. It's not hard, it's not easy, it's not easy. Um, I, um, I've survived uh, Mormons, uh, marriages, divorces, uh, uh, Bush years, remember those years? Then we thought those were bad, and then Trump years, oh goodness. Uh, working in private equity in Florida during COVID. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, I remember when I was 15 and my parents made me go to uh, Mormon, Mormon school to, uh, you know, so we could blend in with the Mormons. Uh, I grew up in Idaho. Uh, my seminary teacher looked at us, a group of teenagers, and told us that it was more honorable to take your own life than to have sex before marriage. And um, as a child who had just lost my virginity by being uh, gang raped by uh, five uh, a, a boys uh, when I was also blacked out drunk, it didn't feel great for an authority figure to tell me I was better off putting, putting a gun in my mouth and uh, pulling a trigger. His words, not mine. Uh, go gun laws. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to, I mean, gun violence is obviously a huge deal. I mean, we had a horrible tragedy this week. There's tragedies everywhere. Um, I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how to bring that in uh, to the theme, but it's obviously very important. Um, but, um, you know, so uh, having, having, you know, an authority figure at a young age telling us it's better to, better to take your own life than have sex before marriage, obviously it started a lifetime of suicide ideation. It also just strengthened, you know, a very cultural heritage of drinking that my, you know, the Vikings in, my, in, in certain lines of my blood have had. Um, uh, they like to use labels for angry women. Um, uh, like in your, in your 20s, <laughs> you, you look like you're in your 20s. <laughs> they use bossy and, and, and bitchy. Um, in your 30s, it, it gets to be more mentally ill or uh, bipolar. Um, and I'm like, how about uh, being molested as a child and being in a society that tells you it's your fault as a woman that that happened to you? Um, you know, like uh, when I was molested as a baby and it was probably my fault because of what I was wearing, you know, those sexy-ass pampas. Um, um, I, I, um, Marilyn was actually not, uh, Marilyn actually did not take her own life, though. She was killed um, by uh, getting pregnant with one or both of the Kennedys and um, killed by an American doctor. There was witnesses and the investigation was shut down. Um, and you wonder if things have gotten any better for women. And you look around and you're like, no, no, they haven't. We actually just uh, are uh, in the middle of reversing Roe v. Wade, so it's great. This is a great time to be women. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, but um, I also think it's important for us all to be here talking about things that matter. So thank you all for being here, um, and have a great night. Emily Tell, everyone. I can't wait to look. Actually, there is a new documentary on Netflix that I watched, and it was all these tapes, and I was like, oh, my God, she was totally killed. Um, but I also, I mean, and ugh, Building 7. Anyway, okay, I mean, I'm such a conspiracy theorist. Anyway, you know, the only way I can believe that flat earthers are real is if the earth was like a quarter, and it was flat, and it was spinning so fast that it appeared round. Okay, maybe that, but that's the only way I can think of it making any sense whatsoever. Your next comedian is all the way from North Carolina, uh, but via way other places. She's going to be here all summer. It's very exciting. Put your hands together. We're giving comments to Grace Reynolds. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm vegan. I've been vegan for five years, but I've been annoying my whole life. Uh, 
I really hate when vegans try to act like better than you because they went, went vegan before you did. Like, I feel like they say things like, oh yeah, you're vegan? Name five beans. And yeah, I kind of, okay. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm reading a book about how to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I paid real US dollars to learn a framework for how to have fun. Um, and if that doesn't tell you enough about me, um, I'm not cool, okay? I'm gonna give you some more examples. Example one, my Reddit name is my real full name. <laughs> I didn't know it should be anonymous. Did you know it should be anonymous? I'm like deep on Bachelor subreddits. Like, oh, throwaway sock 982, meet Grace J. Reynolds. <laughs> You can find me. You want to find me on Reddit? You can do it. <laughs> um, another example, when I was 13, I asked for an electric toothbrush for Christmas and not to jerk off with. I really just wanted cleaner teeth. <laughs> I went through puberty and I was like, wow, I got to take care of my gum health. This is getting serious. I'm aging. I got a water flosser the next year. It was a good time, my preteens. Let's see, what else? Um, oh, I was in marching band for eight years, including in college. I voluntarily joined marching band as an adult. You know, a lot of kids, when they go from high school to college, they're like, this is where I reinvent myself. But I went from high school to college and was like, this, this is where I doubled down. Tuba parties only, thank you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was hanging out with a guy, mistake one, okay? And I thought we were really, truly just friends. And I was, we were gonna watch something on Netflix, so he gave me his laptop to pick what to watch, and there were two tabs. There was a tab uh, for Netflix, and then there was a tab for how to eat pussy. Just fully open, <laughs> uh, visible, okay? Not like how to eat pussy better, because I feel like that's, a slightly better look for him. Not how to pleasure a woman, just how to eat pussy, full stops. Just the basics, okay? I'm like, I was struggling. Um, I really, you know, I had a lot of thoughts when I first saw that, the first one being, where's the door? <laughs> okay, how do I get out of here? Then I was like, maybe this is good. Maybe this means he's a learner. He's willing to improve. I can appreciate that. I mean, I'm reading a book about how to have fun, you know? I love a, love a good how-to, just like anyone else. Um, but he hadn't clicked any of the links. Like, you know how you can see if a link has been clicked? So it was like, what happened here? Like, he was cleaning up, doing whatever men do before a girl comes over, and then he was like, oh, I forgot that I don't know how to eat pussy. I need to do a quick master class. But I ran out of time. I don't know. And you notice how I said there was, like, a search for how to eat pussy? He didn't use Google, okay? Folks, he binged it. He binged how to eat pussy and then handed me his laptop like that was a totally sane thing to do. And there's something extra weird about him using Bing, you know, like I wish he had asked Jeeves. Then at least he's asking a friend. Mm. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll do that. That's the, that's the end. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Hooray! Grace Reynolds. Uh, yay, uh, comments and stuff.
I love that you're vegan. I'd name five beans, either really quickly or really slow. You can you have an opportunity there okay. to, to either have the ability to name five beans or to look at someone and pointedly be like, name five beans. I'm a vegan. Like, or whatever. You could there's directions you can take, I feel, with that. And then also, you just sort of glossed over that you played the tuba. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm, you have a lot of energy, so I'm sure you're not adverse to act outs, but I'd like to hear like some weird band song, like with that, like I'm sure mm -hmm. you have an embouchure and you can make some noise happen out of your mouth mm -hmm. if you do tuba. <laughs> and I feel it's just, an, it's just opportunity for like fun, like acty outy something, but it really great. I love your energy. I think you're really oh, funny. I loved uh, all the stuff you're doing. You're really personable. Thanks. I got two suggestions. Overall, really good set. Um, number one, uh, the Reddit bit, I thought that was really funny. I like, almost wanted to hear like an act out of like, what would you, would you be in like a, like a argument on Reddit with your full name <laughs> as your username? I thought that would be like pretty ridiculous. You can even save the reveal to the end about how you signed off as like your full username. Um, second one, I think the Ask Jeeves one was also pretty good. If you want another tag, here's another suggestion. Uh, you, I wish he used Google because then he could just click I'm feeling lucky. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's it. Very much. Thanks, guys. No, I have more than one cheeky comment. One is, I feel like there has to be some, like, lame-ass slogan for your band, <laughs> like, for the tuba. Like, there has to be something, like, there are acapella groups named, like, Macho Staccatos. Like, there, <laughs> you know, there's something there, you know, with, with the band. Um, and then, <laughs> what else? Uh, I love your energy. One, I think you could be like a little bit more like out there. Uh, and then I think it'd be really funny to mention whatever Reddit thread you were in when you were like fighting Nachos 77 or whatever. <laughs> um, but I thought it was tight. Like, great job. I'm excited to see more of you. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yes. I really was, but I hate to break it to everyone. I didn't play tuba. I, I just went to their say, parties. You know, oh my god, I played the flute. The flute. I did play an instrument, oh, okay. but yeah. Were you were you in it all four years? In college? Yeah. Oh my god, why are you pressing me? No, I was only in it for two. God, you're finding okay, out I'm, I'm just, a fraud. I'm, just, I'm okay. I'm just because I was I was in marching band for my first quarter of college. And I okay, like, no, I but I joined in the set my last two years, so I wasn't in it, and then I was like, those kids are cool. I gotta join. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> and you should be join. like, I took two years off, and then I was like, no, I gotta get back yeah, to it. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, thanks. Last comment. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a good set. Um. Oh fuck. Oh yeah, the Reddit thing. I feel like the crux of what's funny about that joke is the fact that like putting your name out there is a problem on a site that's like very anonymous and like, you know, sometimes like there are, uh, there are a lot of like, you know, wild conversations that happen on Reddit. So I would like create a situation on Reddit such that like it is a problem that your name's out there. So like you post on like r slash like, am I like a bad person or am I the asshole? So it's like. I just, yeah, it was just like, I just fucked my mom's boyfriend. And then like later in the comments, like your mom's like, Grace, why would you do this? So this is like, just like something, you know, where you actually get in trouble for your name. Yeah, cool. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Clap your hands together, buddy, for Grace Reynolds. Follow her on Reddit. Yay. I don't know. Can you follow people? I don't even really know how Reddit works. Uh, I'm so old. Uh, so we're out of order a little bit. I'll tell you guys what's going to happen. We're going to have Dan Guan's going to be next. Then we're going to go to Ray Khan. Then we're going to go to Julian Miedo. That's the order. Here we go. No more comments. Just paying attention, being cool. 
Everybody clap your hands together. It's all the way from Boston. Dan Guan. Woo! Hey, good to be back in Mutiny Radio, guys. Like being here. Uh, most of the people in the, in the room know that I actually moved here from Boston about like a month or two ago. And I... All right, we're getting heckled at my own mic by, by my own people. All right, this is gonna be this is gonna go great. Um, yeah, no, uh, I moved here about about two months ago, and I've already started to feel like I've changed in the city. Like I'm actually starting to notice that living in San Francisco has made me more of an asshole. One reason why I noticed is because I was on the bus, and these like two like teenagers came came up to the bus driver and asked him for directions, and I just felt the urge to say, "Hey, why don't you fucking use Google Maps instead?" I don't know if I like to be like that. I don't want to be an asshole here, guys. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Um, but it wasn't always like that, though, because uh, also some people might notice in the room that uh, I actually grew up in the hood. I grew up in the projects in Boston. Uh, and the hardest thing about being a small Asian man uh, and coming from the hood is convincing other people you're from the hood. <laughs> yeah, because when you think about the hood, you think about rappers like Nas, Tupac, or Jay-Z. And the only people I get to rep are Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So... That ain't gangster. Like my only my only way to street cred is if I punched a Vietnamese man to, to blind. All right, some of you might be too old, too too young for that joke. Let me let me update that for you. I get a better chance of getting street cred if I open up my own chain called Wahlburgers and open up HGTV. All right, that's a little bit better. All right, cool. There we go. Yeah, and the weird thing about coming from Boston is that I think I like Mark Wahlberg, but I think it's really weird that people almost like forgot about his hate crime. And the reason why I noticed is because I talked I talked to one of my white friends, and he just literally said this in verbatim: "Look, Mark is a great guy. He just doesn't know right from wrong." I'll leave it at that. Um, all right, cool. Are you are we dating here? Meet me radio. Are we dating? All right, that sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like San Francisco. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I, I, I'm also single to you guys, uh, which uh, on the podcast, holla at me. Uh, but uh, I realize that, that dating as an Asian person can be tough sometimes, like, especially since high school. Uh, a lot of my white friends just assume that I have a type. Like one time that all my, all my white friends, they came up to me and they said, hey, man, you're going to ask Chinese Jen to, to prom? I was like, no, I'm not going to ask her. All right, what about Vietnamese Jenny? I'm like, no, not, not her too. All right, Korean Eunice. No, not her. Damn, that was all the Asian girls in school, man. Guess you're not going to prom. Sorry. Psh. And that's so stupid that they just assume that I'm only into Asian women. But then that was also the moment that I realized that all my white friends had an Asian fetish. So, all right, that, that you guys, you guys need to need to open up on your on your stereotypes there. That's that's okay. Um. It's weird though, because also coming in San Francisco and like telling people I'm from Boston, a lot of girls like they ask me, they they want me to do the accent when I go on dates, and I don't really like to do that. I'm always afraid of what I'm gonna turn when I start doing that. Like one girl just kept asking me, she just irked me on, just said, "Oh please, can you please do the accent?" I'm like, "No, I really shouldn't. I I can't. Please, I've never been to Boston before. No, no, I really shouldn't. Please, just one time. What are you fucking retarded? Like it's just, I just don't want to be that guy, and then be an asshole as well. That just wouldn't work out. But I'm 26 now. I'm different, right? Like, I've grown older. I've changed a lot since high school. And I really realize I need to grow up in order to actually like, put myself out there in the world. Like, one of the first grown-up things I'm going to do is jump off of my family family's phone plan. Because the reason why I know this is because, like, I, I one time I actually went, I was sexting this one girl. And she was like, oh, yeah, dad, daddy, just give me a call. And so I actually, she gave me her number. I gave her a call. And then I got a text back. And she said, who the fuck is Annie? <laughs> 
And then I realized that apparently on caller ID, it still puts your mom on your phone number, actually. And, and, and there was no third date because she's now into my mom. So that's really fucked up. All right, I've been Dan Guan. You've been Joe. Thanks much. Dan Guan, everyone. Hooray. Your mom's phone plan. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Ray Khan. Hey guys, what's up? How's it going Monday? Uh, I coach. I coach baseball. I coach little league baseball. I'm a terrible coach. I'm the worst coach there is. You know, little kids come up to me. They're like, you know, I'm too old. The problem is I'm too old and I watch too much CNN. So little kids come up to me and they're like, hey, coach, you know, are we winning? Are we winning this game? I'm like, I don't know, man. Let me take a look at you, kid. You're a little white boy, aren't you? Yeah, looks like you're winning. Yeah, looks like you're winning. This game we're talking about right here. Yeah, yeah, cool. Let me check you out. All right. Uh, you know, you know, if you, uh, oh, shit. If you, uh, if you watch too much CNN, you'll see that, you know, you've been given an invisible gift. Yeah, the gift of, the gift of unearned access. Yeah, it's quite a privilege. You should check that every now and then, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Try that, kid. Oh, my God. And he's like, well, I'm going to skip that bit. I don't have it. Um, anybody like music? I love music. Like music? I love Billy Joel. Who likes Billy Joel? I fucking love Billy Joel, people. I love Billy Joel. He's got that one song, You Didn't Start the Fire. We Didn't Start the Fire. We Didn't Start the Fire. He says it 17 times during that song. Fuck that song, man. Billy Joel didn't start the fire. If he says it 17 times, he starts all the fucking fires. Every fire in New York City, Billy Joel's responsible for. If I took that same song and I just subtracted the words and entered, I didn't bang your sister. Let's just change that lyric up a little bit. I didn't bang your sister. You recognize it. I didn't bang your sister. I didn't bang your sister. 17 times, you'd be like, man, Ray is banging all the sisters. Hell yeah. My sister, your sister, everybody's sister. Uh, man, I met this girl the other day. She said she was Persian. She said she was Persian. Anybody know where Persian's from? Yeah, Iran. Yeah, they're Iranian. We could do that. We could do that now, just claim a country of your, they're Persian, that's cool, they're not Iranian. I love that fucking idea. I love that, I'm gonna do that all the time, dude. Every time, every chance I get. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna do it right now. Ask me where I'm from. I'm from Babylon, dude. You don't know? Hell yeah, I'm Babylonian. We had gardens and shit. Hell yeah, ask me where I'm from. I'm from Mesopotamia. Hell yeah, Mesopotamia, man. I think we have math and science. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hey, ask me where I'm from. I'm from Pangaea, dude. 300 million years ago. It was one big landmass, man. You know how I'm from Pangaea? You know how I know? Yeah, because I don't cut up my pizza. I eat that shit whole, motherfucker. <laughs> Hell yeah. We don't do that in our country. Now where I'm from. All right. Um, listen, um, uh, I got, I got, I was married to a, I'm married to a white woman. Oh, there we go. That's an appropriate response. Thank you. Yeah, I got three kids. They're all white. They have blue eyes. Not nice. Every time I go to Trader Joe's, I see people checking their phone, checking for Amber Alerts. That's not cool. 
And so these are my children, people. It makes paying for groceries sting just a little bit because I am buying corn for children of the corn. Yeah. Hell yeah. Every, every single Christmas time we take that family picture, you know, me and my white wife and my three white children, it's awesome. I look like the Christmas diversity hire. It's great. It's good for me. Hey, that's my time. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Happy Monday. Yay, Raycon. Yay. That Pangea joke is fire. It was before the volcanoes. Uh, all right, your next comedian's been so patient. He's been here the whole show, so clap wildly for him. He's been a great audience member, and he's also going to make you laugh right now. Everybody, Julian Nieto! Yay! Yo, what's going on, Muni Radio? Yeah. So uh, my name is Julian Nieto, and uh, you know what uh, I imagine the best part about being in a gay relationship is? What I imagine? Um is that when one partner pops off at the mouth at the other one, y'all could just get in a fist fight and settle it right there. That's why I think gay relationships, I think that's why they're so happy, you know what I mean? Because there's a mutual respect between the couple, you know? There's always that low-level threat of violence, you know what I mean? It's like one partner could be popping off at the mouth, and he's like, hey, look, motherfucker, I say if you keep talking about my dad not loving me no more, I'm going to pop you in the motherfucking mouth, all right? Now let me suck your dick, all right? Now, see, that doesn't happen in heterosexual relationships, you know? There's not that mutual respect, you know, at least from the woman to the man, at least, you know? The woman feels like she can say anything to the man because the man's not going to do nothing. It's not that he can't. It's that I'm not, you know what I mean? It's like these, these women think that I can't German suplex them across the room, you know what I mean? It's like I could, but I can't, you know what I mean? It's in bad taste, they say. You know, uh, I, I used to do something. It's not my proudest moment. Um, I don't live like this anymore. But like when me and my uh, girlfriend would get in an argument, I would go and I'd punch the wall next to her, right? And I look at her. And I say, look, see, this could be you, but it isn't, all right? Now, I could, all right, but I can't. All right, now suck my dick, all right? <laughs> Let's see, all right. So that, that, was the, that was the old one. Let me try the new one right here, right? right? All right, so I'm going to talk about a group that I think everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about, just by the way I bring it up. All right, they're all bigots. <laughs> they're all narrow-minded. And most of all, they're absolutely ignorant. Can anyone guess who I'm talking about? I'm talking about iPhone people. All right, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about motherfucking iPhone people, all right? They're over here storming with their MAGA hats, make Apple great again. I can't stand them, you know? God forbid a green chat bubble pops up in the group chat. They might as well round up a lynch mob. I don't think it's very fair. You know what I mean? Not only is Android products completely superior in every way, uh, and that's what it is. You know, it's like, see, this is the part I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this. See, like, see, the thing with Androids is, like, they're far superior in every way, and that's what, it's almost like a, like Apple people, we aren't in the 1800 anymore, you know? I'm trying to figure out the simile right there. You know, I can't, I'm, it's, it's so close. I just thought of it the other day, man. It's so close. Here, how about this one? Let me th see what you guys think about this one. You know what? Because uh, I made the, I made like the, the assumption that they're like Trump people, you know, iPhone people, right? So it's all like, so if, if iPhone people are like Trump people, then that would make Android people like Obama people, right? Thank you. 
Uh, that'll make them like uh, Obama people, right? Uh, I guess that makes sense why they use androids for all those drone strikes, right? You know, it's a little, little back and forth on it. You know, I don't know. I just thought of it. All right, guys, that's it. I'm from Bakersfield, California. I'll be at Cobbs on Thursday if anyone wants to come check me out. Uh, and that's it. Thank you, guys. Hey, everybody. Julian Nieto from Bakersfield. Wow, Bakersfield is hot, I bet, down there. I bet it's very hot. All right, we have three comics left, and we have time for everybody, which is exciting. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Kavita Singh. Yay! everyone uh shit's shit, shit's stressful it, it really is stressful nowadays i um i decided to take action a little bit to stop sending thoughts and prayers and i um i, I started voting in the primaries right and it's interesting because in california typically it's really mad it's like super confusing there's like a legislative body an assembly person a county whatever senator but in california they actually send you a pamphlet of the candidate's photo and like their statement and so so that you can make an informed decision so i read through every one of them and voted for whoever was cutest <laughs> it's always the republicans they don't have any stress lines um it i got uh okay this is annoying so last week i had to buy plan b and which isn't to say that I'm reckless during sex. Like, I'm more likely to use two condoms than one. But that one never, okay, maybe I cut that one. But that was, what really annoyed me was the fact that it is sold over the counter. Like, you have to go to the, to the front of the store to get it. Um, because somehow the government thinks that we're overusing Plan B. Like, it's a party snack. You know, like, no one's posting up to a Super Bowl party throwing down Plan B. It's like, Raw Dog is the only thing we're having tonight, you know? So stupid. Fucking hate people. Um, <laughs> Pam, you good? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, my mom, like, okay, I'm going to talk about it. These are so random. I wish my mom was there for, I love my parents, but I would say something I appreciate about white white parents is it seems like they're there for like the little uncomfortable moments that their kids experienced. Like my mom wasn't really there for the, the embarrassing shit. Like when I first got my period, she was like, okay, I'm going to go buy pads. You know how to use the pencils, meaning tampons. And I was like, absolutely. She was like, great. So she disappeared, came back, just dumped it on my lap and then disappeared. Um, which is like, okay, but I wish she was just more supportive, right? I wish that she was like standing by the bathroom door, helping me out, not leaving me on the phone with my 13-year-old classmate, Jenna Lynn, being like, push it up there, and me not understanding why I couldn't fit a tampon up my asshole, <laughs> you know? She's like, it's supposed to hurt, and I'm like, not this much. That was really bad. But you know, you know what? I typically hate making those like ass jokes, but like I feel like a lot of women actually like we accidentally did this. Did you do that when you were a kid? You like no, <laughs> you don't know what hole to put. <laughs> we didn't. I I'm not crazy, okay. Um, my boyfriend, my boyfriend is black, uh, and my parents they don't they don't really accept. My parents are Indian. They don't accept that I'm dating a black man, but. 
they, I feel like they don't understand how similar our cultures are, like brown and black people. For example, like we both love spicy foods and we both have super collectivist cultures and we both deny mental health as a concept, you know? But I'm a little, I, I am a little nervous. I, I feel like his family would be an awesome addition to mine because his family is so fucking exciting and like they're so fun and they love music and dancing. And my family's so lame. Like we don't do anything. Like I, I feel like if we got married, his whole family would just be like, yeah, yeah. And then my family would just be like, <laughs> you know, just like, what, like, what are they doing? Okay. <laughs> That was really bad. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like I'm out of time. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Yay, Kavita. I never used tampons. The whole concept just scared me. I, I never, I, I, even to this day, I, well, now I don't need them anymore, thank God. But uh, I never used, they always felt weird of like putting cotton. I thought it was like a cotton industry thing. Like. It's like, oh, let's take a plant out of the earth and make women have them just put the plastic around it with the tip and the blunt. And it's like, pluck it up. I didn't, I didn't like, let it flow, baby doll. All right, your next, I, I identified with, I identified with a lot of your stuff there today, Kavita. Uh, your next comedian, love him so much, the best style in the biz. Uh, put your hands together for Jason King, yay! All right, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Give it up for yourselves. Give it up for Kavita dating a black guy. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we like. That's what we like to see. We like to see support in the black community. Uh, that's what I like. Uh, so, uh, see, the other day I was dating this white lady. <laughs> I'm joking. That's I do that all the time. But that's not what this first joke's about. Um, let's see. What am I going to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you had an interesting set. I, I was. I think one thing that was funny to me about your set was the fact that you said, like, you talked about, like, wrestling women for, like, two minutes, and then the next, <laughs> the next joke, you were like, I hate bigots. <laughs> uh, let's see, what am I going to talk about? Uh, on my way here, I got picked up by an Uber driver with no arms. Yeah, yeah, he was driving stick. <laughs> Yeah, for most of the ride, he was pretty pleasant. And then he got upset when I was like, can you give me a mask from your glove box? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he's a nightmare for a hiring manager. Because you know? on one hand, if you, if you discriminate against him, you're getting sued, right? But on the other hand, right, he's missing two major job qualifications. <laughs> All right. Arms. All right, guys. Fine. <laughs> fine. It's too much. I get it. It is what it is. Uh, Kavita said there's a lot of evil stuff happening right now, a lot of shootings and stuff. And anytime there's a shooting, there's always people who are like, oh, we need to listen to the founding fathers. Right? But I'm like, why? Right? They had wooden teeth. <laughs> right? I've never seen someone with wooden teeth and thought, this guy makes all the right decisions. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cool. I, uh, let's see what I'm going to talk about. Uh, my dad is Parkinson's. Yeah, my dad is Parkinson's. Um, and uh, w one thing that's, that I realized is, is very difficult recently is uh, FaceTiming my dad. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. Because from his perspective, he just has shaking hands. But from my perspective, every time we're FaceTiming, it just looks like he's going through an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> with a magnitude of 45. <laughs> the worst part to me is the fact that like every time I say I love you, it looks like he's dodging me. You know, it's just. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, here's here's some interesting news. Elon Musk uh, recently tried to get a masseuse to give him a blowjob. Yeah, by bribing her with a horse. Yeah, that that's how you know Elon Musk is autistic. <laughs> he was like, "How do I get this adult woman to blow me?" Pony. <laughs> yeah. I, I think one thing that's interesting is like Elon Musk is disabled. Okay. <laughs> not gonna do not gonna do it while he's, while he's okay. That was so random. It's like Elon Musk is disabled. The, the love train. <laughs> um but uh Elon Musk is disabled. But I think it's interesting that like, because he's richer than all of us, all the punching down rules go out the window, right? Like I hope Jeff Bezos never like becomes disabled, right? Because then people are still gonna be brutal, right? Like you'll be on social media, you'll see an article, it's like Jeff Bezos now mentally disabled. And then all the comments are gonna be like, hope you can get a new brain in two days. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you pay a fair wage to the dude that has to wipe your ass. <laughs> yeah, there'll be comedians on stage doing. I'm gonna. The next part of this joke is a lot. All right, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are gonna be brutal. There'll be comedians on stage doing act outs of mentally retarded Jim, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> My name is. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. I make money. <laughs> when I wrote it, I thought the jump would push people over. I'm gonna try it again. I was like, the, I was like, no one's gonna laugh at the voice, but the jump, the jump will get them. All right, guys, my time. Thank you very much. Peace out. Yay, Jason King. Yay. Um. So. David Samuel didn't show up, but um, I'm, let's leave the microphone open up there. If anybody wants to say any shows that they're in upcoming, if you want to promote anything. I know people have shows maybe that they produce or that they're in. I'm in one in Hayward this Thursday um, with Sean Boyles, and I get Chelsea Bierce is headlining, and it's in Hayward at the Bistro. That's Thursday. Uh, go up, go up at the thing. Talk about your cops show. Uh, my name is Julian Nieto, Bakersfield, California. Be uh, be at Cobb's this Thursday uh, with We Own the Laughs. Uh, come check it out. Should be a dope show. Uh, also uh, promote uh, uh, Bad Neighbor Live. It's a Bakersfield uh, pop-up show that uh, that we'd be doing uh, down in Bakersfield. If uh, anyone's out out there in Southern California or Central Valley, come check it out. Bakersfield has an absolutely popping scene. Bakersfield comedy. You heard it here first at Mutiny Radio. Who else is... Um who else is, has shows upcoming? Anybody? Every Saturday at 2 o'clock is uh, at Atlas Cafe. They just did a new mural, too. It's really cool. And uh, there's a show. And then I always leave room for comics at the end who come and support the show every Saturday. So, And De um, Devontre and, and um, Charlie are actually on the show this Saturday. So come check them out. And then at the end, I give people uh, sets who are there. And then um, on the 8th of whatever the eighth 
of this month, a Madam Race Car. We do it once a month now. It's the rebranded Asiento, and it's up on the corner of 20th and Bryant. 7.30 show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Really great lineup. Daniel Lewis, Nicole Tran. Well, Spencer Devine. Robert, Rob Edwards. That's a good lineup. Um, and, yeah, go ahead. Go up there. Tell us. Oh, you could do a joke. Go up to the thing. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is a joke I forgot. What's happening? Shit. Yeah, I've been working on this joke all day. I'm going to be mad if I don't say it on stage today. I coach my son's baseball team. Yeah, my fucking son's baseball team. Yep, you got I'm a terrible coach because I'm too old and I watch too much CNN. Yeah, one of the kids asked me once, hey, coach, are we winning? Are we winning this game? I'm like, I don't know. Are you currently a white male? Yeah? Yeah, well, I think you know the score. Fuck yeah. Uh, it's an interesting question, kiddo, because you were born on third base, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether you know it or not, you've been given an invisible package of unearned assets. Good for you. It's a privilege. It's a privilege, hell yeah. And meanwhile, all the other kids on this field were subject to your rules as a member of the patriarchy. Yeah, fuck yeah. And also, a few generations ago, my people were drinking water from a rain puddle in Karachi, Pakistan. Yeah, that's right. So when you think about it, we're winning, aren't we? We're winning, fuck yeah. That's right, man, I'm drinking a Capri Sun right now with a little straw and a space age pouch. Yeah, that's right, so go ahead and steal first, steal second, steal third, fucking steal home, steal my home. Steal my home, because you're going to own it anyway. Yeah, you're going to own it anyway 20 years from now when you're my mortgage broker, aren't you, you little banker? That's my time. Thanks a lot. Woo! How'd you get it out? That was great, right? I'm glad that you got that up at the end. Well, that's the end of our show. Thanks, everybody, for coming and staying the whole time. This will be podcast uh, later tonight on mutinyradio.fm, and I tag it to all the Facebook things. And come out to more Mutiny Radio events tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, OMG. Uh, Thursday, the bar on Dolores. Uh, Friday here at six o'clock, Mutiny Radio, and then Saturday at Atlas Cafe. I've been also been running the Sunday night open mic at um, at Grant and Green. Oh, and on Wednesday, the first, of course, the Maryland show. Please come and see Emily Tao, and I'm excited to Mar- poor Marilyn and her birthday. Let's celebrate. Um, you know, it's it's fem- let's feminism. Okay, bye everybody. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure?
That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking, quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government and its personal as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead passers? Oh, shit. Time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Now, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. And I started to do some thinking. I was really, really good time. Flat black plastic. Just big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. 
And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year. Enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how
podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm Mutiny The world's deadliest assassins are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents inexplicably.